Hey there, I wanted to give you an update on our third and final full day at Disney World. We went to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique this morning at Disney Springs. This is something I booked probably three months ago. It was a birthday present for my daughter, whose birthday is in December, but um, you know, I thought we'd do it on our next trip. And so we went there. Now, our appointment was at 10:15, her appointment. And I once again did not leave enough time to take the bus. <laughs> Um, the bus service at Coronado Springs is one of the major things that I don't like about Coronado Springs. All of the internal bus stops make for a long trip, and the buses don't seem to come that frequently. Um, we were waiting about 10 minutes at the bus stop, and there was no Disney Springs bus in sight. There was nothing up on the board showing that a Disney Springs bus was coming anytime soon. We didn't get down there until about 9.30, and I started to kind of add up the time, and I thought, uh, we're not going to make it unless a bus comes in the next few minutes. So we decided to take a Lyft over, or no, Uber, but... I ended up having a credit in Uber, so it cost us $3, so that was great, <laughs> a plus tip. But um, anyway, I will say at the moderates that you just have to leave a ton of time if you want to stick with Disney transportation. I mean, I say an hour and a half to get to where you're going. It's not unreasonable to say that. I want to give an update on something I mentioned on, I believe, day one, which was that I asked cast members what to do if you want to get to Galaxy's Edge in the morning and for example you're staying at Grandestino Tower and the bus keeps coming full. They said either take an Uber, which is what I ended up doing, or walk over to bus stop number two, which was the first pickup when it's going to the parks and um, pick up the bus there because it will arrive empty. So it does help to do a little bit of research on bus stop orders. If you're staying at a moderate resort like Caribbean Beach or Coronado Springs or um, Riverside and know kind of where to get the bus when it's empty in the morning because it is rough for a high demand spot like Galaxy's Edge and, and full buses keep coming. So enough on that. Bibbidi bobbidi. I have to say I didn't have very high expectations going into Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. For whatever reason, I've just had a bad impression of it. I think it's because I've been in the park so many times seeing little girls like with a bunch of makeup and their hair all done and just like crying and having meltdowns. And I just thought, Ugh, that's just what I associated Bibbidi Bobbidi with. <laughs> it's not fair at all. So um, I went in thinking, you know, my daughter wanted to do it because she saw a little friend of hers that we went to Disney World with in October, saw some pictures from her doing it. And she said, what is that? And I was like, uh-oh, she's on to it. So <laughs> I said, well, I'll take you next trip. So I did. And um, I didn't know how she would feel about it either. She likes getting dressed up, but she also, I wouldn't call her like an overly girly girl. So I didn't know what she would think. Well, we arrived to, we arrived to the Disney Springs location. And the reason we did that is because she didn't have a park ticket. And um, 
it's actually, I found out, cheaper to go to the Disney Springs location compared to the location in Magic Kingdom. The base package at the Disney Springs location is $70. It's called the Crown Package. And that is what I had decided ahead of time we were going to do. It's 75 at Magic Kingdom. Now, I dug in a little bit to the third location of Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, which is the newest one at Grand Floridian. And I did not see that low cost package there. I don't know if they offer it or not. They may, but it's not advertised on the Disney site. So if you're looking to do Bibbidi Bobbidi for the least amount of money possible, you'll need to, or you don't have to, bring your own dress you can go and have the makeover done in just regular clothes and we saw some girls doing that but if they want to go for the princess look um, we brought our own Elsa dress and shoes and then with the crown package you get a hairstyle and they get to pick it out ahead of time they have a nice binder that the kids can go through and see all their choices of like what hair accessories they want and how they want their hair to look um you get a hairstyle of your choice and then it comes with an accessory so she had like a the updo kind of bun thing and she picked um, a tiara and it comes with a mickey clip too of like fake rhinestones you know um, and they also get a backpack, which I was thinking it would be like a real flimsy drawstring backpack, but it was a nicer quality. They get their sash that says Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique on there. They get their makeup done, which is very tastefully done, I have to say. I was worried about like ugh, too much makeup on, but I'll tell you in a second what they get. And then they get fingernail polish, and it was tasteful as well. It was just basically sparkles like um, silver sparkles. Um, now, what was nice is they get to take home everything that they use on them at the salon. So they get to take home the comb that they used on their hair. They take home the nail polish, and it's a full thing of nail polish. They take home all the makeup, too. So the makeup was um, eyeshadow, real neutral shades, um, blush, and like a lip gloss. And they get this little palette that they take home with them. And then, oh, and they also send you with um, a little thing of shampoo that's like a clarifying shampoo to get the product out if they use a bunch of it in the hair. Um, that was what was in her backpack. So they put all that in the backpack and um, you get to take that home. And so anyway, we arrived, she picked out her hairstyle, we were taken back, you're taken into this little dressing room, and there's a magic mirror there, and from what I understand, this magic mirror, interactive mirror thing is not at the Magic Kingdom location, but um, the fairy godmother comes on, and I actually have video of this on my Instagram story, so I'm going to create a bibbity bobbity story so you can see it even though it's um, after 24 hours. So if you're listening to this later, you can go and see it. Um, it was really cute. It, she, My seven-year-old daughter loved it. Then she changed into her dress that we brought in the room, and then we went and waited, and she got called into the main like, area. Now, there's a lot going on in the main room. I don't have any chairs, and they call the um, fairy godmothers in training, the gals who do the hair and makeup and stuff. And the gal that she got, I mean, I don't know if we just looked out, but she was incredible. Like she, her interaction with my daughter was like priceless. It was so Disney, so good. Her name was Nikki. Um, and she was excellent. Um, they called her in, got her settled in her chair. And the thing that I loved about it the most was that 
Nikki, it was really about making my daughter seem uh, seen. Like Nikki really focused on her and learned all about her, what she liked, what she didn't like, um, asked her all these questions and they did stories together. They made up stories about things. I mean, it was just all about her and she, it was all about her being seen and valued. And I loved that. It was less about the makeup and the hair and more about just being like a special princess for a day. And, you know, I know there's like some things in our culture where like, you know, we spoil our kids and stuff. I mean, I I try not to. And um, I didn't feel like it was that at all. You know, I felt like it was really just about her being seen and valued. And so I loved it. I didn't think I would. I did. I thought it wasn't going to be my thing at all, but I really loved it. And my daughter absolutely loved it. I think it was her favorite thing that she's ever experienced at Disney World. The whole experience took over an hour. So, I mean, this whole, it was amazing how much time they spent with her. And for, for what she got out of it and what I got out of it, I thought $70 was a total bargain. So as far as as value goes for the money spent, I thought it was really totally worth it for her. Um, I did pay for it with a Disney gift card that I got at a discount, of course. So I did get a little discount, about 10% off of that because I paid with my discount Disney gift card, but they accept all form of payment there. You pay kind of before you go in, you get everything picked out before and, and they know what to do when they go in. So anyway, I wasn't going to do a whole separate podcast episode about Bibbidi Bobbidi, but I wanted to talk about it on this trip report because I really was going to, you know, with her to experience it and see if it's something I'd recommend. If you're on a tight budget, is it worth spending that money? That's a lot of money um, for a special experience for a little girl. And I'm going to say, yes, bring your own dress, um, do the base package. Uh, It's amazing. So anyway, we did that. We then ate lunch at Disney Springs and uh, um, we didn't have anywhere picked out ahead of time. We decided to splurge and go to the boathouse, which ended up not being that expensive. I know it's, I think it's two table service credits on the dining plan. I don't know. I shouldn't say that if I don't know for sure, but it has a reputation of being very pricey. Well, we went for lunch, which is a good thing to do when you're going to a pricey restaurant (laughs) is to go and get, you know, if they have any lunch specials and they did have lunch specials there. Um, we got, um, I went with my sister and the two girls. Um, we got, what we get? Calamari, a salad with some shrimp on it, some fried green tomatoes and kids meals. And it was plenty of food for lunch. I don't know how much was it? $70 maybe for the four of us, 60 bucks. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, and the food was good, but not great. I didn't actually, it didn't wow me. I was, ex- I had a high expectations going in from everything I've heard. It's great food, but like the fried green tomatoes were kind of soggy and cold when I got them. The flavor wasn't that great. I mean, uh, the calamari was good, but not great. So anyway, I, maybe it was just what we ordered. I mean, I did order a bunch of fried food. <laughs> I don't know. It might not be their forte, but Anyway, I just wasn't that impressed. And so in terms of value, I didn't think it was really there. Um, and I don't know that I would go back for that situation again. Maybe for dinner when I want to, you know, have a special occasion, I would try it again. But 
that was my impression. Um, so then we went back to the resort. I wanted to go to Epcot next. Um, but you know, you cannot go to Epcot directly from Disney Springs on Disney transportation. They do that so people don't try to park at Disney Springs and, and not have to pay for parking at the theme parks and cause a bunch of trouble with the buses. So um, you have to go back to your resort and then go on to Disney Springs. I'm sorry, then go on to the theme parks from there. So I went back and hung out for a while. I was going to Epcot to go to the brand new quick service restaurant that opened last week there. It's the Regal Eagle Smokehouse in the American Adventure Pavilion. It replaced the sad, sad Liberty Inn <laughs> that was at the very bottom of my rankings of the best Epcot quick service <laughs> restaurants. But I am happy to say the new restaurant is great. And Epcot really needed good quick service food at the American Adventure Pavilion. I mean, come on, we can do better than like burgers and fries, right? Um, so this is nice because it showcases um, barbecue from different parts of the country. I had I had to have the North Carolina barbecue because I'm from North Carolina and because I was really curious to see. It's such a specialty um, and they did not get it exactly right, but it was good. So I didn't care that it wasn't like authentic as long as it was good and it was great. Um, I wanted to ask other people, like, how's your food? But I didn't want to be that person and be a weirdo. But what I had was really good. So I had um, a generous serving of pulled pork barbecue and um, garlic bread and a side of coleslaw. It was twelve forty nine. It was plenty of food. I couldn't eat it all. Um, so I thought it was good value. And I thought the quality of the food was great. The other food coming out looked really good as well. They have ribs. Um, they have brisket, and um, I don't know, it looked great. So I was so pleased to report. It's going to bump it way up in the rankings. American Adventure food is not going to be at the bottom of the rankings anymore. I also wanted to go to the Epcot Experience, which is a temporary, um, I would call it almost an attraction, at the old Odyssey restaurant, which is, um, if you're looking at World Showcase, you know, Mexico's on the far left, and it's um, before you would get to Mexico, so way to the left. If you're coming from Future World, you'd see it before you got to Mexico. And it's highlighting all of the new attractions that are coming to Epcot in the next two or three years, two years. Um, and it's really amazing. If you are going to Epcot anytime in this year, please go in and check it out and spend 10, 15 minutes in there. It's in like a 360 degree theater that, um, and then there's a diorama in the middle and there's projection onto the diorama and it, it's actually connected with the screens that are all around you. And um, it's showing the new exhibits that are coming to Epcot. And there's so many, um, you know, Epcot right now is a little rough. There's so many walls and so much is closed in basically the whole interior part of Future World is closed. There's, you can't even walk through the middle of it anymore. I was shocked. You have to go all the way around, which is kind of cool because I actually got to walk on parts of that I've never walked through before in Epcot, despite all my visits there over many, many years. Um, for example, I got to go all the way to the right and through straight through to the Coral Reef restaurant and the Living Seas. The Living Seas, listen to me, because I'm a child of the 80s. I call it the Living Seas. The Seas with Nemo and friends <laughs> all the way over there. Um, so they kind of shunt the people all the way to the sides because you can't walk through the middle of Epcot. If it was your first time going to Epcot, you'd be like, this place stinks. Like, this is no good. It's all walls. But I believe they are very short term up and you're just catching it on a 
bad time. Poor Epcot. (laughs) It's so great normally, but wow, it's really rough right now. So be prepared if you're going for a sea of scrims and walls. Um, But there's still so much to see and do there. All the attractions are open, uh, you know, in Future World around the exterior of it, but just nothing in the center. So I recommend the Epcot experience check out the Regal Eagle Smokehouse if you are looking for some good barbecue. And I think that's going to end my trip report. I'm I'm actually recording this the day after we flew on from Orlando to Puerto Rico. So now I'm doing an extended stay about how to go to Puerto Rico on a budget for my other blog, The Frugal South, which is about affordable family travel, not to Disney World. So continuing my work slash travel with my family here in Puerto Rico. So thanks so much for listening. Come on.